This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. Time to get our bet on for Thursday Night Football. Looking at the Cowboys and the Seahawks and trying to find the best plays on the board on this Thursday edition of the Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger. She's Kate Constable filling in for Jinx today. So I'm looking at this game, and normally I really like props in prime time. Usually there is something that I can target that I really like, but I'm having difficulties in this game because usually if you're expecting a blowout, you point your finger directly at the the running back for the team that you expect is going to be on the winning side. You say, okay, he's going to have a big night because they're probably just going to run the football at the end. But I'm looking at Tony Pollard's game logs, and even in some of these blowouts, he's not getting that many carries, and he's not getting that many yards, or at least in respect to the number that you're getting at him tonight. Uh, Tony Pollard's rushing prop set at 63.5 over at BetMGM. And in some of these blowouts, it's been Dak Prescott that's been piling up the yardage which is the complete opposite of what you would expect. Usually in blowout games, you don't expect the quarterback to be throwing the ball that much, but I can't seem to put my finger on it. So when you have a game like this, do you just not play the props market or do you look at something else? Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I think in this case, the Cowboys, like they don't go to the run typically, or as much as a normal team, the average team would, once they're up big, they continue to throw the ball, which to your point with Dak piling up the yardage, like that's what we've seen Mm -hmm. um, be the trend for the Cowboys specifically this season. So I would stay away from Pollard's rushing, especially because, I mean, Matt threw in the chat that Seahawks are pretty good against the run. So slowing Pollard down, he has not played as well as I think, I mean, I personally thought he was going to this season and, you know, the general public with him being the full uh, RB one this year with, with Zeke gone, Mm -hmm. it just has not been the same. I'm looking at Pollard's receiving over in this game at 19 and a half because Seattle, while they're good at stopping the run, they're giving up a ton of receiving yards to opposing running backs. They are bottom 10 in targets, receptions, uh, receiving yards and receive or yards per reception to opposing backs. And if you look at kind of what they've allowed these past couple of weeks, 25 receiving yards to Christian McCaffrey last week, 28 to Daryl Henderson in week 11, 119 to Brian Robinson Jr., and 42 to Antonio Gibson in week 10. Um, it's just been bad. Pollard has gone over this number against the Commanders, Chargers, Jets, and 49ers, all of which rank in the bottom half of the league in receiving yards allowed to opposing running backs, which Seattle fits into that category. So that's the only prop that I really have nailed down for tonight. I would look at CD receiving yards or receptions over knowing that Dak, you know, 
like you mentioned, in those situations, late games, even if they're up, he's going to continue to throw the ball. Yeah, I thought that too. But then I remember wanting to take CeeDee Lamb last week because he had a great matchup. Smash bot against the commanders who are giving up the most receiving yards to opposing receivers. CeeDee Lamb's prop, I think, was like 90 and a half. And he didn't get it. Like, it wasn't really a massive game for CeeDee Lamb. Only had 53 receiving yards. It was Brandon Cooks that led all receivers in that blowout of the commanders. So maybe you look at Brandon Cooks. I think the bottom line for me is that you take some kind of receiving prop because Dak Prescott has the ability to really pile up the yards. So I'm not sure which receiver it's going to be, but Dak Prescott has thrown for over 300 yards in four of his last five games. So those yards have to go to somebody. So maybe you just pick a receiver. And like you said, Tony Pollard fits that bill. It's a low number as well. Uh, So I'm trying to wade my way through this. Maybe it's going to be another Brandon Cooks game. Somebody who has had some big games as of late, even though I'm not seeing. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Receiving props. I was looking at the rushing. Uh, Let's look at Brandon Cooks. 41 and a half. Feels like a gettable number for Brandon Cooks, especially if you think Dak Prescott has a big game through the air. So usually I like to play props, but maybe this is a game where I just play the spread because I think I actually have a better handle on the spread in this one <laughs> than I do props. So let's get into it. Uh, spread in this game, Dallas laying nine points at home, total of 47 and a half. And I think you and I are both going to be on the Cowboys here. Don't know if it makes the card for you. But I feel like you can make a really solid case for the Cowboys like this big of a number. Of course, this is a huge number to lay in the NFL. But when the Cowboys are favored, usually they have been very good to betters. Eight and one against the spread this year as favorites. They have six games this season where they have, or excuse me, seven games this year that they have won by 17 plus points. So when the Cowboys win, they win big. And they're a team that does not take their foot off the gas pedal. Some of these scores have been really lopsided, as we just saw in that Commanders game. So when you're looking at this number, Kate, I think we have agreed that Dallas is probably going to win this game. What's the case for the Cowboys? Or conversely, can you make any kind of a case for the Seahawks? A case for the Cowboys is stronger than anyone I can make for the Seahawks. And uh, I mean... At some point, Dallas's dominance at home over bad teams like likely will go the other way, and you'll see a little bit of um, variance there. But I just don't see that being the spot. They've won 13 games at straight games at home dating back to last season. Cowboys have outscored opponents 198 to 60 at home this year, and I, the Seahawks to me are just not the six and five. They're above 500. They're not a great team. They've been terrible in the month of uh, November. Uh, one and three and yes losses to san francisco and um baltimore like those are two of the top teams in the league so you can't fault them too much but seattle has kind of shot themselves in the foot in a lot of these games ton of penalties ton of um turnovers things like that you can't do that against a team like dallas whose offense has been absolutely rolling you just mentioned how many yards prescott's putting up every game you know the cowboys are going to be able to score so if, if you're the Seahawks, you can't have those same issues pile up again. Seattle's offense, only three offensive touchdowns in its last four games, hasn't scored an offensive touchdown in its last seven quarters. Plus, Tulsa, they just lost last week to Seattle. Who do they have next week? Or not Seattle. Seattle just lost last week to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Mm-hmm. Seattle also plays San Francisco next week, a division game 
So this is kind of a sandwich spot for the Seahawks. And I mean, they can't look at it in that sense because if you don't win any games, like you're not going to be able to make the playoffs, even as a wild card, anything like that. So um, I'm, I just, I think the Cowboys are the right side. I know that's probably square and this is a lot of points, but I just don't see the way this offense is rolling for Dallas. I don't see it slowing down against the Seattle defense. Yeah, if it was on the road, it would be one thing. But like you said, the Cowboys at home have been an absolute wagon this year. 5-0 and straight up and against the number. And if you look at Dak Prescott, he's completing 77% of his passes at home. 15 touchdowns to only two interceptions. Looking at the total, we've got uh, 47.5. It's a relatively high total. But we have seen some of the numbers that the Cowboys offense has been posting. So I think for that reason, I'm going to stay off of this because I can see this game being like, you know, 31-10, and that's an under, even though the Dallas offense really gets it going. But I also saw this, a team total for the Seahawks, 19 and a half. Seems pretty high to me, right? That does seem very high, especially which with what I just talked about with their Mm-hmm. offensive struggle to score touchdowns like field goals is not going to get you there you're going to have to find the end zone and they've really struggled to do that lately um especially I mean their red zone opportunities lately haven't been able to punch it in again don't think that's going to change against this Cowboys defense so I think if you like unders especially with primetime unders being so hot this season a way around that if you think the Cowboys are going to score a ton and maybe push this game over is to take Seattle's team total under because 19 and a half does seem pretty high, especially considering what they've scored against good defenses in San Francisco last week, 13 points, Baltimore earlier this year, a couple weeks ago, only three. I have to imagine it's going to be something similar tonight. I think you're right. I think that's a way to kind of play the primetime under trend without worrying about how many points did the Cowboys score. Because I thought, okay, well, if I think the Cowboys are going to score a ton of points, let's look at their team total. But it's 27 and a half. It is over that key number of 27. It is juiced to the over at minus 130. So maybe that's a stay away from me. So maybe I'll just stick with the Cowboys minus nine. We always kind of walk down the road of same game teasers, but I think the total's kind of tough in this one. Because when I say same game teaser, I mean you get six points in your favor. You play the spread and the total. So if we do like the Cowboys, you get them down to three. And if you like the total, you add six points to that. That would be 53 and a half. I think you would hit the under at that point. Do you ever play these, these same game teasers? I real, I have I actually have never done a same game teaser before. But I kind of, hearing Hmm. you say that, I kind of like those numbers. Because I think this is a good teaser spot for Dallas. I mean, getting it at nine now, if you'd gotten it at eight and a half, that would have been a little bit better. But still, I think you could tease it down to maybe do a six and a half point teaser and throw in two other legs in there. Not a same game. But thinking of the same game, because if you put that up to 53, what did you say? Was that 53? 53 and a half. I don't see this game going over that. So that actually, I don't think so either. Well, especially because you do get a a push at three. And so I don't think it's too terrible of a line because nine is usually a good teaser leg because you can go through all the key numbers. You go through seven, six, five, actually a sneaky key number in football. And then you get it right at a field goal. Although I think the Cowboys just plain and simple are probably the play here. Just maybe another creative way to play it. Usually I will do some kind of a same game parlay as well, 
Um, are there any anytime touchdown bets that you like here? We were just kind of looking at Tony Pollard's because usually one would think that he is a great anytime touchdown play. He is a running back that has good hands. So usually you have two ways to score a touchdown. You can run it in or you can catch it, but he only has four total touchdowns this season. And his anytime touchdown play is minus 145. We do think the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points, so there probably will be a lot of opportunities. But do you think that's too much juice for an anytime touchdown play? Yes, I do, especially knowing that he hasn't found the end zone a whole lot this season. Only, what, three or four times? I would look four. towards yeah. receivers. Maybe maybe a, do you do a CD and a Cooks? Because Dak, past couple games, four passing touchdowns. Two, four, three, four in his last five games. Like, he's throwing the ball uh, and finding his receivers in the end zone. I guess Pollard could always be a receiving back and score that way. I mean, I do like Pollard's receiving yards over. But I would look towards, mm -hmm. you know, a CD Lamb, a Cooks, someone like that uh, to find the end zone, just knowing that they're going to throw the ball a little bit more then they likely will be running it, especially against Seattle, who has a decent run defense. Um, so that's how I'd look at any time touchdowns. Dak to find the end zone too. You know, they get in the red zone, they're on, you know, four or five yard line. Maybe he is scrambles in something like that. I, I wouldn't hate looking at Dak for an anytime either. Right. Especially somebody who's trying to make an MVP case. I think mm -hmm. we saw going into the season Dak Prescott was so set on changing the narrative because last year he led the league in interceptions. And when you were the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to hear it from the media members that it's all on you. You're the problem. They paid you all this money and look at what you're doing. But it's been a stark contrast to this season where he is slowly building his MVP case. Really good numbers for Dak this year. Uh, if you look at his overall numbers, 23 touchdowns to only six picks. He has really cut back on those giveaways. So if it's somebody who's trying to build a case for MVP, I would not be shocked if he tries to take it in himself and score a touchdown, especially when we do think there are going to be quite a few touchdowns for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you ever do first uh, touchdown score props? I know a lot of shows do these, and I feel like they're fun, but it's not something I think I throw my money at just because I feel like it's I, a dartboard. It, it's a thousand percent a dartboard. I mean, I know there is a little bit of science behind it. You can look at the numbers. I'm not doing that. I'm not diving that deep into these numbers of like first drive how, percentages of going to this player. Blah, blah, blah. No, but it is fun. And, uh, and, a good payout if it hits. I've only done mm -hmm. a couple this season for the first time. Um, again, I would probably look at someone on the Cowboys for first touchdown, just knowing that Seattle has struggled to score. So even if um, Seattle gets the ball to start, I don't I don't see them scoring on their first drive. So looking at uh, player touchdowns first, again, Tony Pollard is the favorite, plus 450. Um, Jake Ferguson, I think, could be... Maybe a sneaky play, actually, now that I'm... That's who I was had in my uh, parlay last week that I forgot when we were talking about that, um, who it was. Jake Ferguson at 10 to 1. He might be someone I would look at. Or Cooks at 14 to 1. Those are two great numbers um, with some good value there. And again, Dak's thrown a ton of passing touchdowns this year. So that would be my uh, my take for first touchdown. Yeah, my spin of the roulette wheel 
Now that I look at Brandon Cooks more, I think he's going to be my play over his receiving yards. It's set around 40. He's hit this in four of his last five. If you think it's going to be a big Dak Prescott game, I think a lot of receivers get a lot of yards. So maybe Brandon Cooks can hit on a low number, a relatively low number compared to some of the numbers for other receivers. When we return on the Daily Tip, it's time for the show parlay. Enough of this minus money nonsense. Time for some big plus money. Stick with us. More Daily Tip headed your way after the break. 